much invested to lose my time. Worship, worship, worship. I won't turn back. I won't turn. 
This feels right. This feels right. <laughs> mm. I wasn't planning on saying anything, and then God decided to speak to me in the prayer room, and I won't take long, but we're going to have some church tonight, so go ahead and buckle up. But I didn't realize, genuinely realize, the effect in the true intentionality that the devil had, that the enemy had when using COVID. And it wasn't until that I was in a, in a small confined space with a lot of people where the enemy said, that's bad, that I truly understood what the devil's plans were. You see, because when you get that many people together, when you get that many brothers and sisters together in unified fellowship, things have to change. It is no longer an option, 
But now it is mandatory because when you unify as one whole cohesive body under God, things have to change. And like I said, we're going to have some church tonight. Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Psalms 103, verses 1 and 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget it not. Nehemiah 9, 5. Then the Levites, Jeshuites, Kedemiel, Bani, Hashabaniah, Sherebiah, Hodajiah, Shebananiah, Petahahiah, said, Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever, and blessed be thy glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. Isaiah 25, 1. Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Thou counsels of old are faithful and true. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you need more? Do you need more? Do you need more scriptures that say, God, here I am. Here's my praise. You're going to get it all. Do you need more? I got more for you. Matthew 18, 11 through 13. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine? And seeketh that which has gone astray. <laughs> and one more just for good measure, because why not? Psalms 101 and 2. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, and serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. It is in time revival. In time revival isn't just one church service on a Sunday. It isn't just one. I got my fix and I'm good. No, but you see, in time revival is stirring and it is brewing and one service isn't good enough 10% of my praise isn't good enough (laughs) so I understand now in time revival is here are you here to match it Are you here to match the energy? Are you here to give it everything that you've got? 
because that's what the enemy's doing. He's giving it everything that he's got. Stand with us if you can, and let's do our rightful duty, our rightful service, and let's praise the Lord with everything that we have.
worship, the expectancy of coming out in on a Sunday night. So when I tell them up here, when we sing songs like this, I say get sassy with it. Now that might be a bad thing, but I tell them to get sassy because we have victory. He gave us the power to overcome death, hell, and the grave because that's what he did. And we are imitators of him. So I'm going to sing this one more time. And I want somebody to get downright sassy with it because you've got the power to overcome. He's given it to you. Foster, Brother Bob Bolton, T.W. Hush, Lois Weems, Dennis Shannon, Billy Bolton, Brother and Sister Dickey, Monica Helm, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Bristow, Brother and Sister Proctor, Brother and Sister Trinado, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Georgia Mildred Pratt. God is ready to move in your situation. I know a lot of times I go to Goodwill and I go to drop off stuff at that little side door of the things I don't want anymore. And sometimes there's somebody there happy to receive that stuff from me to help load it up. Sometimes they're not super happy to see me, to take my junk from me. But I tell you what, as we were worshiping here, I began to see the altar as a drop off 
spot, a place where we can come and we can bring the things that we have that we don't need anymore, that we no longer have use of and we can drop off. But let me tell you, God's always going to be happy to see you to take the stuff off of your hands. Always to take the hurt, the hurt, the pain, the whatever it is. He is ready to take it from you if you to walk out of here lighter, to walk out of here with joy, to walk out of here with what he is ready to fill you with. But all you have to do is load it up, bring it up to the drop off and leave it. So what we're going to do, if you have anything coming up against you, any battle, anything you want prayed over and left here at the altar, we're going to have ministers anoint you with oil and pray, and you're going to leave here without what you walked in with. How does that sound? And so in Jesus' name, God, I pray in gratitude for what you are going to do. I worship you in advance for deliverance. I worship you in advance for healing. I worship you in advance. For whatever you're going to do in our lives, God, we just have to bring it to you and you are ready to take it off of us and we cast our burdens down on you. And I pray that there is healing flowing throughout this place. I pray that there is deliverance, that there are breakthroughs. In Jesus' name, have your way.
thoughts were just yesterday about coming back to night service and remember I'm, I'm the pastor's grandson so I wasn't ready for it I didn't want it to happen I did it no, no matter how much spiritual ounces of faith that I had in me no matter how many times the Lord saw me through, I didn't want to. I didn't want to come back to Sunday night services because you see, there, there's a comfort in being done for the day, and that's what I had. That's what I'd grown to, and that was. I mean, that was the, the situation. I, I told, I told Brother Stephen, Sister Callan, I told Sister Kylie. Man, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that, is that too real? Am I too human? Am I too imperfect? No. But God said, okay, I got something for you then. He said, I have, I have brothers and sisters waiting on you. He said, I have a Holy Spirit waiting on you. He said, okay. I've worked with a lot of people that didn't want to work with me. That's where I like to work. And so far, I'm sweaty. I'm tired. And I haven't even had the pastor preaching to me yet. But I wanted to give some inspiration from a, a young minister, as you will, from a, a very entitled young buck, as you will, that the flesh is strong, that it's real, and that it doesn't matter what position you're in, even Pastor Mile will tell you, you're going to fight some battles. And especially now, since you got double dose of church on Sundays now, you're going to fight some battles. But let me tell you, 
There's no better place to fight them. There's no better people to fight them alongside. There's no better leader to follow them into. There's no better person to fight the fire with. And let me tell you, I've had a change of heart. I'm glad Sunday night services are here. At this time, we'll have the ushers come. Jesus. Jesus, continue to have your way. Continue to pour out your spirit, God. Continue to move, Lord, on your will, God, and have your way, God, not ours. Not our will be done, Lord, but have your will and have it in this place and have it in our minds and have it in our actions when we leave this place. In Jesus' name, I bleed the blood of Jesus over this offering and over this people. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm never going to look back. I've made up my mind. I've got too much invested to lose my time. Over the mountains and I'm never gonna look back till I reach heaven's I'm never gonna look back. I've made up and voices calling me to turn my life around that's when Jesus found me and he beckoned to me and when I took his hand all those chains fell off of me I'm never gonna look back I've made up my mind and voices calling me to turn my life around. That's when Jesus found me and he beckoned to me. And when I took his hand, all those chains fell off of me. I'm never gonna look back. I've made up my mind. Too much invested to lose my time. Oh, through the river. 
always been two roads to travel since the first of time. One road is paved, the other road is gravel. That gravel road is mine. But when you walk with Jesus, you don't care about looking back. Who cares about a highway if you're on the front line? I'm never gonna look back. I paid up my life. I've got too much invested. testify he made a breakthrough this morning and we want you to stand and testify brother Matt a man with passion and compassion
Right. Stay standing just a minute. How many Bible studies would you say that you have had the last year and a half out there planned? Praise God. The reason I wanted to mention that is I'm assuming without a doubt that they've had two a week, which would be a hundred and probably a hundred and forty over the last times that we have had to have uh, seclusion from some of the things that we normally do as church services. And uh, your influence through him is critical because without a mother, the church, all of us would absolutely begin to recede. But we begin to succeed as we join the fraternity and we receive energy just from seeing each other. It's just nice. Uh, I mean, like, uh, let's say, Brother Jeremy, would you turn around and tell me the first person you spot when you turn around back that way? Brother Ronnie Cross. See what I'm saying? Even Brother Ronnie Cross is affecting people. His mother was one of the greatest ladies in this assembly when I moved here. And uh, he was managing, I believe, what was this, Safeway over here for at that time? Something like that, a weird place. And what a, what a God that has been able to keep and strengthen and help. And each one of you play a vast role. I mean a vast role. There are children all over this city that when they see Brother Ronnie and Sister Joanne, they think of riding a bus. But they don't just think of riding a bus. They think of caring, smiles, etc. Church services keep all of that alive. And the more church services we have, and that's why the scripture says, forsake not the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is, even the more as you see that day approaching because it's darker out there. And the more we get together, the more our influence on each other has a multiplicity associated with it. And we are all encouraged and we're all strengthened. And, and we go away and we may go away tired if we do a lot of shouting or praying. We may go away tired. But your brothers and sisters won't forget the spirit that was stirred up as we worshiped and praised and preaching took its effect.
Now, tonight, I do not intend to be over an hour and a half. So just coming back to sort of regroup doesn't mean that we're going to take all night. So don't get adjusted to that stuff. Okay. But I am serious, and I am very contemplative, and I am totally convinced that God is really in control of the United Pentecostal Church of Paris, Texas. He cares about us. He cares more about us than we sometimes care about ourselves. So I, I want to talk to you before I actually preach. Uh, I was awakened about three days ago in the middle of the night, and I wrote all this down in the middle of the night because, well, it was two days ago now. And uh, the God I represent and present that God to man is created by God and is subject to the law of the Spirit. We have acclimated, and catch this part, this is really very important, ourselves to people dying at 70 to 90 years because of the three score and ten, and so we have a general judgment that that's what will occur. And uh, after 70, 90 years, and we, we uh, uh, concede to that being God's plan, which is what we call the time of life for people. So how we choose to use it is ours for a while on earth. How we choose to use life is ours also for the duration of time allocated and is in relationship to his purpose and his plan. God is a spirit, and that is what controls life as good and evil. And the Bible said, I create good and I create evil. So he up front tells us that. Then he puts us in the center of it. But he said, if you'll look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, he will lead and guide you through the pitfalls, and people will be shocked because they're going through hell and you're going through it too but you're not burn up or you're not losing your victory because of that and so we how we choose to use life is ours and so uh much more of this is is available but getting to the subject at hand humans try to control the whole show we get too involved in thinking that we can figure things out. But only with the light can you find the path that will get you out. That's critical. So it is appointed unto man once to die. You can have every doctor, the best doctor, the best financial setting, and you're not going to live any longer than it is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. You can't find a God that's that fair anywhere. Our, the devil tells you you can do this, that, and the other, and do what you want to do with your flesh, and everything's going to be fine, and your marriage will be fine, and we, fall, we have seen them fall apart by the dozens because they follow that prescription. It's not right. 
And so that's why God put pastors and teachers and evangelists in, in the church for the perfecting of the saints. It's a big deal. And we that are in those point positions feel the pressure of it. But we also engage in the glory of it. So uh, that wasn't in this writing. It's just, I'm just helping you with that. It is appointed unto man once to die. He said life would be short and full of trouble. Mankind has learned to try and climb up and take over. This is, this is the real pivot point of this whole statement. Man has learned how to do what he wants to do and find a lot of medicine and things that will help get him over some things, but that doesn't remove the day of death. Mankind has learned that. We have accepted the basics of 70 to 80 years, so we just say when they die at 70 to 80, well, that's what, that's what happens. But what about all the people that are not ready for that to occur? Because if we know that that's what happens, we certainly should be looking for everything we can. So he said, I create all things. I create good and evil. And so he said, a lack of this knowledge particularly the plan of life forever, humans continue to challenge me, is the way he said it to me. I put it in my notes as challenge God, with man's plan on how to take this whole show over. And I'm going to say it because it's the way it's happening. Ball games and other activities are causing a passion to get more of that world. Now you assess it by looking and sensing in your own self how sometimes you battle with certain things about going to church and praying prior to church and praying every day. And so we get so busy and caught up that if we're not careful, we will not renew our spirit day by day. So these services are critical because the Bible said the washing of the water by the word is critical to effervescence or glory. We use the word glory, but effervescence is the light shining out of the personality and the spirit filling the room with that spirit. And so it's critical. So our submission to his mission is based too often on human or flesh thinking instead of thus saith the word of the Lord. He said, I am with you always. That is God. God is a spirit. He's not a third person in the Godhead. He is the spirit that runs the entire universe and the world beyond the grave. He is the one and only creative power. He moved into Jesus as I taught this morning. And from there he distributed his wealth through humanity to show us that as we consecrate our flesh that the glory of the Lord will literally emanate through our voice, our conduct, our dress, 
and our worship. Well, that's huge. We don't worship because we're Pentecostal, and we don't worship to get a big jive going. We worship his name because he is saving us. He is magnifying himself through us, and he's coming to get us. That is three big, huge things that are going on simultaneously while we're working and doing and being. And it's wonderful to get together in a holy place with a holy God and a holy word so we can walk out pure, clean, glorious, and powerful. Oh, I wish somebody would stand and praise him. Not me. Praise his name. His name is wonderful. His name is counselor. His name is prince of peace. His name is joy. His name is righteousness. We are here to glorify the Father. So we move on down to where finally has humans have been able to dominate life and crowds have been able to dampen the spirit of the revivalist thinking that crowds can do it by one man sin entered into the world and by one man righteousness came you may be the lady and you may be the man that is responsible for the person tomorrow that you meet first. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your source or Father and let the peace of God that passes all understanding reach over into the neighborhood of the person you're going to meet first tomorrow and all of a sudden they're going to get a shock and it's not going to be an electrocution. It's going to be an elevation and all of a sudden they're going to say, oh man, there's a power somewhere around here and they got something something and they'll either criticize you or try to crucify you or they'll join you but one of the three is going to happen so lack of knowledge particularly the plan of life the plan of life is not just to get the Holy Ghost he says we're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost so our submission to his mission is critical And so storms seem totally catastrophic until we see death as a friend. I know that's tough. But death is a friend that whether you're right or whether you're wrong, and you will never face death until you have chosen your future. That's what he means when he said it's appointed unto man once to die and after death the judgment. And you don't want to be escorted out of here not primed and ready, full of the Holy Ghost, full of love for God, 
full of love for your neighbor, full of dedication and commitment to the king and the kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, Sunday night service is going to get better and better and better because this is an evangelistic service and we are going to evangelize one another and we're going to preach the word until doubts and fears and inhibitions and yesterday's trials are cut loose and we're cut free to be who we are designed to be in the image of the almighty God but filled with the spirit of the almighty and glorifying a name that's above every name it's not going to be just a maybe it is going to happen the book says in the last days when trouble comes when hypocrisy comes and when all kind of means of hell turn loose I'm going to glorify my name in the middle of that chaos I'm going to raise up a revival I'm going to raise up a people I'm going to raise up the victory and I'm going to let them know they are my redeemed and I gave my life so they could have this life so storms are a friend when we use them correctly when we face them correctly I know it sounds unreasonable sounds as unreasonable as heaven and hell If I'd have been God, there would be no heaven and hell. Because I don't think like God in this carnal frame. I wouldn't have let anybody be born in sin. If I'd have been God. But neither would I have had the kind of people that's going to live in heaven. And neither would I have had the advantage of being trained for heavenly places. I know that's severe. It sounds crazy. But all you got to do is look around. That's the way that many people live. There's a big percentage of people that don't go to church, and many that go just go to show up. It is sad. We go to the house of God because we know that the God of the house is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And that power is the word electrified by the Holy Spirit. And brother, when you get the Holy Ghost tied into the word of God, there's no weapon formed. There's no, You can talk in tongues all day, but it's till the power it intercedes with the word. And all of a sudden... Brother, you begin able to come over walls. You've been able to come over to heartbreaks. You're able to come over all kind of things. And we're going to see miracles like we've never seen miracles before because we are not going to stop and we're not going to hesitate. We're going to work with the work of God until he comes. I wish somebody stand and give him a little hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the word. Hallelujah to the blood. Hallelujah to our future. Hallelujah to my brother. Hallelujah to our world. We're coming, world. Now, what we have done is learned that approximately 70 to 90 years Now, let me ask you this. Why is death worse 
earlier times than at that point. You've just gotten to use their blessings real good about 70. You know what I mean? When people get 70 years old, they start funding you a little more easy. They know a little more and they share with you. So we have acclimatized ourselves to the fact that 70 to 90 years, oh, you, you get 70 nowadays, man, you don't have long left. You, uh, you know, you got everything taken care of. Hello? What? You're not going anywhere until God says it's okay. If Noah lived to be 120 years of age, without all the extreme beauties that we have now, if he wants you to live to be 150, guess what? I'm going to have to live longer. I'm trying to tell you he's in charge. That's the whole concept. And when you let him be in charge, I'm not talking about a part-time charge. I'm talking about every day. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'll follow you. I seek your face today. That's why we pray first thing in the morning. That's why we pray, oh, Lord. Uh, he, he, touch my mind, touch my heart, touch my spirit. Don't let me walk out of here in frustration and defeat. Let me walk out of my house uh, because my house is sanctified by your word, by your name, by your blood, uh, and by the glory of the word, uh, and by the power of the resurrection. Those five elements are yours. They belong to you. He gave them to you. He didn't give them to use to be able to quote. He gave them to use so you can use them uh, to, to leap over troops and jump over walls uh, and get over inhibitions and hurt feelings and all that frustration that's going on. I'm here to tell you the king of peace is in the house. I'm telling you that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the glory of the former house. When you got the Holy Ghost it was wonderful. But now that you're learning how to walk in it, it's more wonderful because maturity is always more powerful in every realm. So We've gotten used to the 70 to 90 years of dying. Why do we get frustrated over a 10-year-old dying? Same God. Same one that keeps them breathing every day. Now, let's take a little detour for a minute. Lot and his family are being devastated by their surroundings. Sodom and Gomorrah was horrible. And so the children joined the world. And the mother and daddy, based on the dad's decision, finally walked out. And as they walked out, Lot's wife, kept on looking over her shoulder in memories kept on looking at history to try to gain momentum for the future kept on wanting to go back and join up with the rest of the world don't you think for one minute God wasn't watching every bit of those and finally finally she got weary because her mind kept going backward 
what I could have had, what was mine. And I don't see my future. And I don't see much in my... I just don't see it. And the Word of God was available. And the Spirit of God was just as available. And they kept walking. And finally, she reached that place. I don't even want to go to church anymore. I tell you, it's not doing me that much good. I tell you what, worshiping is not doing me that much good. Sacrificing is not doing me that much good. I tell you what, I know I left the world and I know I was being called into salvation. But I tell you what, they look like they got more going back in Sodom and Gomorrah than I got out here in a desert place. I'm out here lonely. I'm fatigued. I'm walking and working. I'm doing and being. And all I got is this old man with me. And I'm, I'm telling you, all of a sudden, uh, I'm telling you, all of a sudden she could not take any more. And finally, she started looking at the world, and all of a sudden, a desire rose up in her. I want to go back uh, to my old roots. Uh, I want to go back to where I came from. Uh, this church business is not doing what it ought to do. Uh, and all of a sudden, she became a monument. could have been the salt of the earth became overcome with the hardening of the heart losing sensitivity to the life giver and now she just called remember Lot's wife supposedly a warning supposedly a help look neither to the right nor to the left but looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith don't stop can I say it don't stop I'm going to say it every way I can say it. Get up every morning and worship the name of the Lord. Get up every morning and honor the Lord with a sacrifice of praise. Get up every day and face all the hell that's going on around you and say, I am in the king's highway. I'm on walking in the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I've been cleansed by the blood of the lamb. I don't care how my flesh feels. I know my redeemer liveth. And if my redeemer lives, he's coming back and he's going to take me home with a brand new body and the musicians are coming why would you look back to 1950 and 1960 when 1970 when the 1980s why would you ever look back to the day you were born in six except for one reason I was born again and now I am walking in Jesus Christ and I am growing in grace and in knowledge brother and sister until you have reached the zenith of that you're going to still be left here for the trial of your faith shall work patience and patience will work victory and victory will work knowledge and knowledge will work future and future will work excitement I'm here to tell you ladies and gentlemen the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the glory of the former house the day of Pentecost was wonderful 
wonderful. But the last day when we shout our last bit on the top of all the lies and the things going on in this world, you talk about a redeeming, wonderful moment. We have yet to shout like we're going to shout. Could we stand? If you don't have the Holy Ghost and your faith is in Jesus Christ, in the word of the Lord, and if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, it's a great time to get started because faith is going to take you past being a pillar of salt because I've seen people that did the same thing as Lot's wife. They had a history. But they got upset about something. They didn't like something. And they became a pillar of salt. That's why he said, forgive before you're asked. Don't you wait until somebody says, will you forgive me? You do the God thing. And the God of all peace will satisfy the rest of your life and he will take care of your enemies. I know in whom I have believed, Paul said. He had enemies by the score, but he never forgot that he used to threaten the Christians. And he was now one. And he said, for me to live as Christ and to die is better than that. Wow. Can you really say that today? That's why this Sunday night is most important. Now here's what happens if we're not careful. We get to doing murmuring and complaining. Which he said is an unbelief. See. We like to talk about being a king's kid. But he said those that murmur and complain have lost their faith huge murmuring and complaining is doubt dressed up with a psychological act trying to blame it I'm here to tell you he said you're going to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy when you let the Holy Ghost do its thing. This is no game. This is no religion. This is salvation. It's forever settled in heaven. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say it to your, the weapons of the devil. Say it to the enemies of the cross. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I belong to him. He is my God. I will not forsake him to please you. I will not quit him to please my flesh. I will please the name of the Lord because I know he is going to come back to this earth and he's going to reign in righteousness and I want to be ready for that event. This altar's open if you just want to come pray for somebody else. But if you want to just come pray, this altar's open as the singer sings. And you can renew your spirit, you can renew your mind, you can renew your future and dedication wherever you are.
but this is the first night back and we're going to make some decisions about the future of Sunday nights Sunday mornings Wednesday nights we're not slowing down we're not giving up we're going to increase the torque and that's the declaration God wants for us I will not turn around I will not become weak and weary I will not give up my place in the kingdom. I will fight the fight of faith. I will lay hold on eternal life. I will praise Him with all of my heart, my soul, my mind, my strength. I will look unto Jesus. But I will not give up. I will not give in. If you feel like it, pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. Where one put a flight, ten, a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. We're going to open the door for revival on Sunday nights. We're going to open the door for privileges and glories in the kingdom.